Hello and welcome to the Geek and Review Podcast. I'm Jeremy Pappas, alongside, as always, the third member of the Brothers Grimm, once removed, Mr. Russell Jones. Russell! It gets kind of awkward at some of the family reunions, considering that, you know, I don't speak crazy. Or German. And you're or not, German. And you're not dead. More importantly, for, German. For 300 years. Interestingly enough, I actually have... my One side of my family is of Germanic ancestry and is tied to... There's a, a Prussian general who actually wasn't. He was a, a bit, a little bit of a fraud back in... Uh, back during the Revolutionary War. Uh, general, uh, I think, Baron von Steuben, who... My family's uh, name is Steuben. My mother's maiden name. So we're actually related to him somehow. Hmm. And family legend goes, he and he and there was another brother, von Steuben, had a falling out. And when they came to America and they split, never reconciled, and the brother changed his name to Steuben and, mis- and respelled it, which is where you get our family from. You get a lot of uh, a lot of immigrants who change the spelling of their, their last name. You hear that story quite a bit. Yep. I'm really interested to see if, since they're making Assassin's Creed 3 based around the... Um, Based around the Revolutionary War, I'm really interested to see if they make any kind of a mention since they're mentioning a lot of the, you know, let's say the supporting cast of the Revolutionary War mm-hmm. and really, really digging deep into their history. Uh, that would be – I think that would be pretty interesting, though I would like to point out that most people who changed their last name were criminals trying to uh, escape prosecution. But yeah. I'm sure that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, you're from a line of thieves. Hey, Russell, what you doing for Halloween? Uh, actually, at the moment, don't have any big plans for parties or anything like that, but our uh, the station does let people dress up for Halloween, and I've mm-hmm. dressed up every Halloween previous. Mm-hmm. So this year, I've already got my costume lined out. I need to make a couple of pieces this weekend, and it'll be good to go. I have a very specific – I have a very specific opinion about Halloween costumes. I think some of the best Halloween costumes – are things that you already have lying around, like clothes you already have lying around. Mm-hmm. You, you just go like buy a, a $15 or $10 piece of plastic prop or something from uh, one of the pop-up Halloween stores or something right. else, and you're good to go. Like uh, one year, if you'll remember Dead Rising, uh, the launch title for Xbox 360, that zombie game set in the mall, mm-hmm. uh, the main guy was a journalist, and he you know, had a very simple outfit – but I had all the pieces. I had a leather coat. I had, you know, white shirt, khakis, um, and I had a, and a camera. And I just went out and bought a very cheap, um, you know, replica plastic pistol. And a they actually had a, a replica um, small handheld chainsaw, which looked just like the chainsaws that uh, – little handheld chainsaws that you could get in the game. So I got those things, and I was a zombie hunting journalist. Hmm. This year – shield agent because i've got i've got an earpiece lying around from when i was uh, reporting back in arkansas so i could use it as an eye you know my ifb is an earpiece i've got um uh i'm going to photoshop a shield badge to put in in a couple of containers i got lying around here and then i'm going to get a uh, a big shield sticker to slap on the uh the case for my ipad nice. i was going to get i was going to get a shield mug but the only place and this kind of pisses me off the only place that i could find a avengers shield mug was from i think it's this custom uh printing place called zazzle online Mm -hmm. amazon doesn't have one no one else has one Mm -hmm. which they need to get on that because (laughs) i I mean mean, that's a that's a marvel thing 
you know, if they don't license out the shield logo to be used on, you know, and certain com- different companies are, are good about doing that. And, and, and other ones aren't, I know Marvel it's, it's that cause it's that sort of class, not to get completely off, not to get completely off track, but it's that sort of class of themed things that aren't, you know, it's, it's for instance, I have a, a Newsnight with Will McAvoy mug, and it's not, it's it doesn't say, you know, uh, the newsroom on it. It says Newsnight with Will McAvoy. It's created as if Newsnight with Will McAvoy actually was a show that you right. could have. I know and NBC is really good about doing stuff like that. So as soon as the Shield, sh- no, the Shield show is going to be on ABC. Uh, NBC is really good about doing stuff like that. I know you can get the Troy and Abed in the morning mug, which is the exact same mug they use on the show. So it's 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 that sort of and and some companies are good about it some companies aren't. I know Marvel will license the hell out of, you know, Spider-Man and the Avengers themselves and yada yada, but it doesn't surprise me that, you know, you couldn't it, it would be much more difficult to get a uh to get a like a a mug with the uh what is what's the name of the Peter Parker's newspaper? Uh J Jonah Jameson's paper. The uh, Bugle. Is it the Daily, Daily Bugle? Daily Bugle. I, I wanted to say the Daily Bugle, but I was thinking it that that was a Superman. Well, you got the Daily Bugle, you got the Daily Planet. The Daily and... Planet, that's where, okay, that's, okay, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, you, you, I doubt you could go and find a Daily Bugle mug, which I think would be, you know, it's that sort of thing. So that doesn't Especially really since, surprise me. Didn't they change the Daily Bugle for the new super, the new Spider-Man so that it was uh, a TV, like a, a 24-hour news network? I do not know that because I remember like I remember they're watching little news clips and flashes of things and I'm pretty sure it said in the bottom like TDB or something like that. Hmm. I know. I have absolutely no idea. Interesting that, you know, because think about it. I mean, OK, you might be able to get away with this in New York because New York and daily newspapers have kind of a, a history. Right. 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 Um, when you do a modern movie nowadays, not acknowledging that that the newspaper industry is. To put it kindly, in flux, right? It's a little, you know. Yeah, I, I'm looking at mugs, and I and, and exactly what I said. I looked up Daily Bugle mugs, and it got me to a website called Coffee Mugs Plus, and right. there are probably ten, a dozen mugs on here. All of them feature Spider-Man. None of them just say Daily Bugle. So exactly. And I figured that the Shield logo mug actually might exist because they show it during. Um, during I think it's item 47 the mm-hmm. short that's on the Avengers blu-ray mm-hmm. because if you'll remember the one of the shield agents you know the guy who's kind of taking Colson's place let's pause for a moment of silence for agent Colson okay that's enough the agent comes in and, and it's right he's, <laughs> yeah yeah Colson lives um he has a, he has a shield mug and the moment I saw that I was like I want that shield mug and the only place it's got it is this you know uh, is this Zazzle place, which I'm a little leery of, but yeah. and I can't get it in time for Halloween. So either way, I bet if you got point. it from the Zazzle place, it would be a piece of shit. Yeah, that's that's the other part of it as well. I mean, it's like it doesn't exactly look like Cafe Press, but eh, I, I probably should have just gone to Cafe Press and see if they made mugs. Uh, they do make mugs. I'm almost yeah. positive they do. Yeah. So anyway, the sh- the short of it is for this Halloween, I don't have my shield mug. But I think I'll be able to soldier on. Uh, well, so so you're definitely going to be a shield agent then. Yeah, shield agent. I'm still kind of working out the details, but I mean, it's it's an easy costume that I can easily wear to work, because um, you know, suit. Right. Plus a little 
plus a couple of little extras that right. I can make. And I don't spend a lot of money, and I've got an Avengers outfit that actually looks pretty kick-ass, and I could potentially even cosplay somewhere if I really wanted to. <laughs> now, you could, go, you could go a little more all out and buy a S.H.I.E.L.D. badge set online. There's a couple of different uh, movie prop shops that make a couple of replicas, but those are like 50 bucks and 60 bucks, and that's a little outside of, of my plans. Yeah, so, now, if well, you're – if you, you, you just – yeah, yeah, I've considered uh, if I do a because uh, I've I've also oftentimes dressed up at work and it's 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 not a big thing that says hey everyone dress up but it's uh it's it's completely allowed and I've dressed up in years past. Um, I've considered dressing up this year and really what I would do um, would be just wear a, a white shirt, roll the sleeves up, uh, khaki pants and a tie and then carry around a baseball bat and be um uh be Michael Bolton from Office Space. Ah uh, yeah. So that was that was my only uh, brilliant idea. Of course I I also have my old standby which is to go as a nudist on strike which is just carry around a sign that says nudist on strike just wearing whatever you want. Yeah. Cuz you're on strike so you're wearing clothes. I knew a guy who went to a Halloween party, and he and his wife showed up, and they both had little homemade badges on their um, on their chest that said "Party Pooper," <laughs> which that's, that's actually kind of clever. At a, that's kind of clever. B, it's kind of lame. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a costume party, man. Eh, well, if it's a if, little. if it's a if it's a hardcore costume party, then yeah, I can I can agree. But if it's but just had, a fun, hey, everyone show up in costume, and you don't have that same sort of deal, then that's eh, not a big deal. Well, it's like the guy hosting the party went as a Chilean miner because <laughs> it was that year. <laughs> that's yeah. not a dated reference. <laughs> well, no, it was. Yeah, well, you can't get away with that now. But no, it was it was happening right. right about that time, and he you know got a pair of coveralls, had a had a flag. That he draped across his shoulders mm-hmm. and, you know, scrubbed his face up with some with some junk and put a hard hat on. And he was a Chilean Meyer. It was perfect. Um, the the latest South Park episode. If you haven't been watching South Park this half season, um, you're just you're just wrong. It's really exceedingly funny. But um, they had a they had a costume. The, the latest one was their Halloween episode. And um, Stan goes to this costume party to stop something that's going on. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but I, I thought this was this was perfect air right before Halloween because like every other person is dressed up as Gangnam Style, <laughs> and everyone's like, "Oh, Gangnam Style!" I wish I would have thought of that con. I wish I would have thought of that costume, but to air it right before. Halloween to ensure yep. that anyone that, that shows up as Gangnam Style. Oh, you saw the South Park episode. Yeah, <laughs> is freaking hilarious. Because when you think about it, a Gangnam Style costume is really easy. It's a blue suit and sunglasses. Yep, you could go and rent a blue suit for probably what twenty bucks for a night, or but, go to a thrift store. Yeah, or go to a thrift store and get something straight out of the seventies, and you would be. I mean that that would be a, a that would be. Perfect. Right, and I, I, my, when I first saw it, I was like, you know, that's pretty, that's pretty clever, actually. Then and, you'd have to learn the dance. Oh, like the dance is hard. Well, yeah, but <laughs> you'd have to make sure and do that. There's that, there, that's the portion of the costume that you can't. Although, if you really wanted to pull an obscure Gangnam Style reference, because there are so many of them now at this point, you could pull obscure Gangnam Style references because it's been redone so many different times. Like you know, Klingon style and. A couple of other things. You could get Wolverine claws, 
because there's a shot of Psy, the guy who did it, who did, you know, the, the pop artist who did this mm-hmm. on the Wolverine set because they're making another another Wolverine or X-Men movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he and Hugh Jackman both have their claws on and they're doing the dance. Okay. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I'm. I will be. I will be happy when Gangnam Style is is gone. I'm not a huge fan. It's a little. You're ready for that pan to flash. Yes, I am ready for that to sink to the bottom of of the pop culture lake, never to be to be dredged up sometime later by VH1. So lots of stuff going on this week. Um, there's a lot of tablet news. This has been a, a very tablet news week. We uh, first and foremost, the the one that at least the the piece of news that made the most you know uh, news, I would guess, is uh, the iPad Mini. Now there there were two halves of this announcement. There was iPad Mini, and there was the the next gen i quote unquote iPad Four. Or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's just it. They didn't even call it the iPad 4 because, yeah, it's it's basically the it's the fourth generation iPad. Right. But it's a, a it's a little bit of an update with some significant updates from the iPad 3 that they just put out. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's the reaction to the other of uh, the other tablet news. Uh, of course, Microsoft released their um, their Surface that we talked about. Forever ago, and I'm actually going to go ahead and link in on the podcast page the original Surface unveiling video just for you to go and laugh at it as much as we did the first time. Yep. Um, still, I will I will throw that up uh, on the on the old uh, computer machine here and and greatly enjoy myself, so especially when the little uh, when the little stand kicks out of the back. Yep. <laughs> And you're like, oh my god, it's it's like looking into the face of God. Um, yep. It's it's extremely funny. But uh, iPad Mini obviously overshadowed all that. But something that I found interesting, and Russell, you're the resident uh, person that likes things that are Apple. Uh, so you can kind of weigh in on this probably a little more intelligently than I can. But it's... It's like the last several Apple unveilings, which used to be these big events these huge uh, I mean, people will talk about them and say oh this is the apple way and it's and it's all really and and the tide of excitement is rising no they're fucking wearing out their welcome they're killing themselves i don't know bottom line is it bottom a, is, line is steve jobs thing or like what is it that's causing this whole thing it's like it's here's the thing i think that it's it's in large part if they don't do one of these when they put out uh, a product, then – like if they had just said, hey, we're releasing this fourth-gen iPad. Like every other company on it's Earth got these does. details. And, <laughs> they don't yeah. do a big event and somebody's standing in front of a, of a big screen and ta- walking around and talking. They don't – other companies don't routinely do that. They save that sort of thing for cons and things along yeah. that. Along Microsoft those. actually did that this week for their uh, Windows 8 uh, release. They rented us, I think, a, a barge or something at the end of a dock in in was it New York? I remember reading about it, going, "That's some ridiculous lengths to go to." And they also had to put up a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, 
walls on it to make sure that people didn't see, oh, there's this torn down and crumbling building over there. <laughs> I, 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 would almost not, argue, you know, I would almost argue you kind of have to do that because Windows 7 didn't do super well. And Windows is pretty much Microsoft's bread and butter. And Windows 8 is a, a marked, insane difference from the previous versions you, of Windows. But we'll, we'll talk about it later. Right. Um, the thing with the Apple uh, launch events, I think, are that, you know, when you – part of it is, you know, they try – that's – that's if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Mm-hmm. Build the buzz, hold the event, put out the product in short order. It, you know, catches all the frenzy, and it is. They work it to a frenzy, and then they sell the product, and people buy it. And the reason why, you know, you immediately knew it was going to work – was because right as soon as they announced the iPad Mini and the fourth gen iPad, which they didn't call the iPad four because they just put out the iPad three, mm-hmm. it's it's less than a year old, right? It'll be the, it'll be the iPad three S, right? So they announced it as soon as they announced it, people were putting their iPad threes up for sale. Mm-hmm. They were just immediately going and hawking them <laughs> but... because because that's the culture that they have built you know we 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 make a new product we get so much off of this that we need to you know make this as often as possible if they start doing these things twice a year and they continue to sell these things as the way that they do then they're gonna who knows you might see them doing it three times a year you know it's one it's it's like in tv you keep pushing that early morning slot back further and further. It's like, oh, we're starting with a 5.30 morning show. And then if you're, well, I've heard we should talk about a 5 o'clock morning show. Well, how about a 4 o'clock morning show? You know, if it works. (laughs) Or movies, let's split. uh, Well, we should split this. We've got one movie. Why don't we split it into two movies? Three movies. Why don't we split it into the three movies? And eventually you'll get get the sort of show, or you'll get the the next Harry Potter book, though there's never going to be one, that someone will force J.K. Rowling at gunpoint to write another Harry Potter book, and it'll be seven movies long. Yep. The chapter one coming July. <laughs> the thing about this is, is that then it then it becomes a story about oh Apple's holding an event and they have a product. It is not a story about the product because if you squint past the marketing material on the iP- on the Apple iPad Mini, you begin to notice a few things that kind of raise some questions, which that we had just been discussing sucks about horribly. <laughs> um. Come on, okay. For, I, I'm, for, I'm, for, I'm for gonna interrupt to say the one thing that I absolutely can't fucking believe that they've done with the iPad Mini, which a lot of people, I, I fear that people won't figure it out before they buy it because it it takes a very, at least as far as non the non geek set is concerned, it takes some non a, a little bit of 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 understandable video knowledge. I was looking at the specs. And the display for the iPad Mini is it's eight inches. It's eight inches, which everyone's like, "Oh yeah, eight inches. That's bigger than that's bigger than seven inches." Um, it's ten twenty four by seven sixty eight, which is about seven twenty p HD, which isn't terrible. Um, people obviously the standard in HD right now is ten eighty, but seven twenty is not awful. They they still sell seven twenty TVs. That's not a big problem. The problem is the iPad Mini's display is four by three. It's four by three. Movies are not made four by four by three. They're made sixteen by nine. It's about the aspect ratio. So if you say you want to watch the Avengers to tie this all together, so you yep. want to watch the Avengers on your iPad Mini, you have eight inches of screen, 
30, 33% or so close to close to 30% of the screen is going to be taken up with black bars to get your aspect. Correct. Four by three is a standard def aspect ratio. So they're come. And it, not only is it not in, in, in true HD, it's in, it's like MD medium, medium definition. Not only is it not in true HD, but when you do anything that has to... I mean, TV is the same way. TV is being made in uh, high definition now in that that 16 by 9 aspect ratio. It's going to squeeze everything down into this this very small area on your iPad mini. That, to me, is a 100% deal breaker. You, You don't even consider it. My fucking Kindle Fire is 16 by 9. Now, it's also worth noting iPad 2 is 4x3. You're kidding me. Well, huh? iPad, but the iPad 2 is huge. Yeah, that's that's where they get away from it. It's because it's such a big screen. Right. If it's huge, that's not a big deal. But if you're talking about a screen that's sub 8 inches, it's sub mm-hmm. 9 inches, but it's, it's, it's a big deal. To me, that's a big deal. Just to double check because I'm sick and tired of saying things and then finding out after the podcast that they're wrong. Screen shape. Apple iPad 2, 4 by 3 aspect ratio. Mm-hmm. iPad screen is the shape of an 8.5 by 11 paper. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Yeah, that, that just... And, and its display resolution is um, 1024 by 768 pixels. Yeah, which is, um, which is and, uh, essentially 720p HD. Right, and 132 pixels per inch. So it's not like they're, it's not like they're doing something that they, you know, they're 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 take to going away from something, right? It's not right. like you know the iPad two was sixteen by nine. It's and not had, a change, but it becomes a much bigger deal if you're as you make the as you make the machine smaller. Yeah, it becomes a much bigger deal, especially if that machine is meant to directly compete with you know tablets that are out there and are available in 16 by nine and HD. Right. Right. You know, it's just, it's really, I will say this from what I've seen as far as people's reaction, it's been, it's been pretty almost mocking, especially after what we could say is the, at least as far as Apple is concerned, the failure of the iPhone five, because it might not have been in market failure, but I think the iPhone five will go down in history as the beginning of the end of dominance for uh, Apple in the mobile device consumer electronic age, I-, I think the iPad 5 is where the cracks started because we there were so many people that had so many problems to a point that now the iPad 5, because this is something that Apple has always really understood well, is the fact that the i is the fact that their products are so well marketed that they become known to be even regardless of it's true or not they become known to be the best you know the iPad is the best right it, it it's known to be the best the iPad the the uh, the iPhone five on the other hand. You say you tell somebody now, well, oh, I have an iPhone five. Unless they're a real hardcore Apple fan and they're they're they just ignore anything that's not positive about the product that they love, they're gonna be like, oh, that sucks, you know. Mm-hmm. So well, this is the first time you can say that about an Apple about an Apple device. Every other Apple, I mean, when the iPad came out, it was it, it was like status symbol electronics, like oh, I've got an iPad, and it was just it, it's, it's well, because they were really, such. 
It's because they were such a market leader and because they were the only people mm -hmm. doing this kind of stuff, like, you know, retina display and other things like that. Mm -hmm. But now the marketplace is much more crowded. Now you not only have um, you not only have, you know, smaller tablets like the, the Amazon Kindles or the Google Nexuses that are competing. Mm -hmm. You've also got Microsoft Surface, which is now out. And um, it's actually getting surprisingly good reviews for its especially for its little connected keyboard. You know, yeah, I uh... which, which <laughs> cannot get with the iPad. I uh, I still remember back to the when they announced Surface. The, despite all the fun we've made of them, the more I've seen of the Surface, the more impressed I've been with with just how you know interesting it looks and how and how much I would not mind owning one. Now I'm I'm fine with what I have. I'm not in the market for a Surface, but. If I were in the market for something, I would definitely take a look at uh, at the Surface because it seems like a lot of the stuff that they have going on is is extremely cool. So now the Surface is because it's you know the kind of the first major thing that Microsoft has put out of mm -hmm. its kind. It's going to be a little a little expensive. Oh yeah. Um, the iPads. I mean, the iPad Mini arguably has been set at, a, at really a high price point, whereas you have plenty of other tablets that are at the lower end of the price field. Um, I mean, the Kindle currently, like the nice Kindle Fire, is set at two hundred, right? The Kindle Fire HD, yeah, or the original. See, they took the original Kindle Fire, they made it better, and they lowered the price. Right. The uh, as far as the Kindle Fire HD that they just set out, yeah, it's right around it's right around two hundred dollars. I'm looking at holiday sales, mm -hmm. and I'm looking at let's say you're you're someone who's finally decided to get a gadget. And you're looking at the whole now bewildering amount of uh, of, ga of of tablets that are out there. Mm -hmm. Microsoft's new thing, okay? It's got a keyboard. Well, how does that make it different from the laptop? Then Apple iPad. They just put out, okay, how many versions of them are there now that I can buy, and how much are they? Right. The and, and what is all this other junk? You know, the the 4G LTE. I'm not really 100% sure on that. Mm -hmm. And then you've got Android. You know, someone's like, "Well, what about this Nexus Seven? What about this, um, you know, Kindle thing?" Uh, well, I've heard about the Kindles. It's just for books, right? And right. the and the Android thing. Um, I just I just don't know. I mean, what does it do that the others can't? And in the end, that now that you have a lot of uh, things in the market, that is going to be the ultimate deciding factor for consumers. What does my thing do that the other things can't? When when they're not talking about, okay, I'm an Apple person. I'm following Apple because I'm invested in Apple. I'm going to keep following through on Apple. Mm -hmm. um, actually, if you want to some, say someone who's going to who's going to get there before I will, Macy's definitely going to because she's probably going to buy an iMac mm -hmm. uh, by the time when she gets a new job. So that way she'll have a MacBook Pro, an iMac, an iPhone, and an iPad. Right. So vertical integration. <laughs> that's the – that's, that's you know, current monopoly. Um but you know, if you don't have that and you don't, you aren't really invested in to one specific manufacturer, then it's a question of what does it do that the others can't. Microsoft's, you know, it's got the Windows 8 system and it's got the keyboard. iPad is iPad. It's got your iTunes and it's got all the the stuff that you're aware of with Apple. And that's the advantage that Apple has being in the marketplace as long as it has. It has solidified, loyal. And you don't have to explain to people what an iPad. Exactly. Is. There is there is an idea. Of what the iPaddy is, mm -hmm. and ideas are bulletproof. That well, so. I would say they're not necessarily bulletproof. You would say you could say the same thing about the iPhone, 
And if they have another bad iPhone, I know that they're they're probably losing people from the. Uh, I don't think anyone will be trading in their iPhone fours. Or if anyone bought the iPhone 5, I doubt anyone's going to be trading in the iPhone 5, though uh-huh. it's not a very large amount. But I definitely think people who are still on the 3 or the 3GS could be considering a move to some other product if they don't want to. If, if you have somebody who would want the newest version, who doesn't want to go get the 4, they want a new phone that is, is coming out recently... I think you're going to see a lot of people who have the 3GS still didn't upgrade to the 4 thinking I'll upgrade to the 5 instead, especially if you're talking about like the two-year contracts. I would argue there are going to be several of those people out there. I could definitely see them abandoning iPhone because they don't want to go to the 5 because the 5 has all this crap that's happening with it and that and very few people are are satisfied. So I, if they have another bad iPhone, I mean, they could it, uh, agreed. It could come roaring back with the iPhone 5S G11 Steve Jobs edition. But here's the question. Do the people who bought the 5 and are dissatisfied then turn around and say, OK, I'm going to shell out a huge amount of money again to right. be the first person with the 5, you know, right. S3? I would argue some of them will, but uh, not a great, not not a great number of them and people i mean we also have to take the economy into consideration here i know a lot of people have said that that apple is kind of economy proof that people will spend the money no matter what because they're getting something that has no competition it's it's a lack of competition i mean if if you want an apple you have to buy an apple an apple the the food i picked the the wrong the the absolute worst uh, you orange. Good. If you want an orange, you buy an orange. You don't buy a tangerine because a tangerine is something completely different. In this case, if you want an apple, you buy an apple. Because <laughs> someone goes some... out, someone goes out and buys a grapefruit, and then they're sued for uh, patent infringement. <laughs> what yellow skin? It's just slightly bigger. Yep. You can, you, look, 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 peeling motion. We invented that. Sorry. Yep. Um, but if you wanted an apple, you get an apple. Now the cracks are beginning to form and people are thinking you know what i uh i i don't i'm not uh, especially the uh a, fr- a guy that i work with who's always good for comedic relief he is not he he does not like apple but he doesn't like apple because he's a closet hipster he doesn't like anything that's popular it's ironic because he will literally say that if it's popular then i'm not gonna like it and i'm like do you realize how uh, he's, yeah he's not a young guy either so yeah. Oh, either way, he actually said the other day. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are starting to 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 leave the iPhone and the iPad because it's kind of starting to become, you know, something like your grandparents want or your great grandparents are are wanting to have, and you're going to have people moving to something different. I mean, you saw the commercial where they're standing in line and then they're standing mm-hmm. in line for their parents, and I'm like, well, that's marketing, but that's the that's the way that Samsung and uh, all your droid makers, that's the way they want to position the iPad. The mm-hmm. any eye product is it's too consume it's it's too popular. You know, your 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 girlfriend's mom has an iPhone. It's no longer it's not cool, it's not, you know, trendy, it's you know, your parents don't own things that are trendy, you know? And your parents both have iPhones. Yep. That's the way they're trying to position it now is if you're 
If you're more of a tech kind of person, if you wanted to actually do some stuff that you wanted to do, then you should look at the specs and maybe go with your Samsung Galaxy or your whatever and leave the iPhone to the people who are just going to buy it because mm, it's an iPhone. I would say it's bad days for Apple, at least right now. They really need a win, and they need a win immediately. I don't think it's bad days, but I certainly don't think they're the rosy golden days of yore. Mm. And uh, honestly, at the at the end of the day, competition is healthy. Mm-hmm. At this point, you need the you need the Google Nexus, you need the the Kindle, you need all of these things mucking up the marketplace mm-hmm. and getting in there and saying, "I can do this." And the others are saying, I can do this. And then in the end, it'll push you to make a better product. Because if you don't make the better product, someone else has the better product, then people will go that direction. It won't be immediate. It'll take time, but they will. Especially considering marketing. Because a a well-marketed, okay product can seem better than a poorly marketed gray product. Because people just aren't as inquisitive as as other people. (laughs) So, yeah, but I, I will say this, reading more about the when the Surface, despite the fun we made of it to begin with, which was heavy. And if go to the podcast page and watch the video, and you'll see why we made fun of it, because it's the most ridiculous thing still I've ever seen. Uh, from looking at the, I mean, because it's about 600 bucks if you want, and that's not 600 bucks base model. It's about 600 bucks for the the base model with the the keyboard that everyone talks about. The great, you know, clap-on keyboard thing. I actually was reading a review written by someone who said that they walked into this pop-up store with with the keyboard and the the tech who was displaying it let them pick it up by the keyboard and shake it like trying to dislodge right, the right, keyboard. Right, right. Yeah, and and shake it upside down and people around them were like, "Oh my god." And nothing happened. <laughs> well, of course not. It, cl- it clung on. That's the that's the, the this that's the same sales point the person at DQ <laughs> gives you when they uh, when they make your Blizzard and they turn it upside down in front of you, which I force them to do every single time. <laughs> I will have my Blizzard flipped upside down, um, because I, I'm just a, I just like that as a marketing tool. I don't know why they do it, but it, it makes sort of a, a sort of a visceral sense to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's that. There's I've seen people just playing with them. That's that's cool. I'm interested in how it's going to integrate with other devices. I I'm I'm I know we were very I at the very least was extremely critical of the surface to begin with, uh, partly because of the way I think they they announced it was not very well done that again, that video was freaking hilariously terrible and uh but as i've seen it as a good device will you see it in in usage and it it kind of looks it kind of looks cool i mean i would be cuz i'm not a, i don't have a laptop um i have a kindle fire and then i have a desktop computer i would be interested in and and it's 600 dollars which is less it's it's half of a decent laptop and so, a little bit more than a really cheap, cheap, cheap netbook. Right. So, I, I mean, it's 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 interesting. It's definitely worth looking into a little bit uh, a little bit further. But you have that combined with the Kindle Fire HD, which is hands down better going, which is absolutely going to be better than the Mini. I mean, it, it it a it's out right now, and b the specs just blow it away, and it's less. It it costs less. 
it's HD, it's it's the the whole kit and caboodle that you want. So it's it's really interesting. And see, that has me on a, on an actually really interesting point. It's a, whenever I'm talking about tablets, it's always a question of you know people ask me should I buy this or should I buy that, and I ask what do you want to use it for, mm-hmm. you know. If you're using it primarily for work, then you want a laptop. In this case, I would actually consider telling them, you know, you may want to think about getting the Microsoft Surface if you're going to be using this to work on mm-hmm. because it is, you know, that little nice hybrid switch. And then you right. can do the little things with it that you want to do. If you're getting it primarily to surf around on the Internet, look at photos, you know, little things like that. Maybe have something that you can take with you and, and like, take some pictures and load to Facebook an iPad is actually really good for that, especially if you you know are willing to shell out for data rate plans. Mm-hmm. If you want if you want something that you're going to be looking at a lot of media on, I would actually cons- at this point I'm, I might say go with the Kindle for those specific reasons you mentioned the HD and right. blah blah blah. Can you get can you get Netflix and Hulu on the Kindle though? Yes. Then I have there you my, go. I have Netflix on my on my first gen right out of the box Kindle. I have it and I like to lay in bed and have it on my chest and watch TV because who needs a big screen TV when you can have a Kindle literally two inches from your face? The opposite of what your what your mom told you to do. Exactly. And it's HD and all those other good yes. things. I think the Kindle is actually the better buy in this case because, yes, it doesn't have your iTunes. If you're heavily, heavily, heavily invested in iTunes, then right. that's something. But if you're heavily, to... heavily invested in iTunes, you're heavily, heavily invested in Apple already. Right. Exactly. So but if you're just someone who wants to be able to, you know, carry around something and watch video on it and then maybe listen to music and then maybe, you know, you're a media, media person. Mm-hmm. I think that the Amazon thing is not, it, it, it really is, and from a very a, very strong showing. And if you're tech, I'm gonna I'm gonna approach this very delicately. If you're extremely tech savvy and you like to use a lot of you know PDFs and things like that, the uh, the the Amazon the Kindle works really well for that sort of stuff. It has a very cool email feature that allows you to from any in, from any machine that has a from any machine that has email I, and, and the iPad might potentially do this too but you have a special I have a special Kindle Fire email address yeah. that I can email a document to and it pops up on my Kindle just immediately so if I'm at work and I'm like oh I need to I need to read this later uh, instead of emailing it to I mean I can email it to myself Right. I want to, but if I copy my Amazon uh, address as well, I get home and it literally, it 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 doesn't like make it available and you have to go in and find it and download it. It literally downloads it to your device immediately and you can read it. So if you get things on PDFs, uh, I think the same goes with MP3s and things. Yep. So if, instead of having to actually transfer it, no matter where you are, you can take it or you can have other people email it to you. Yep. It's very cool the way that that the way that that works and it's those little things that I think really make the Kindle Fire. I'm I'm a big fan of of my Kindle Fire. I use it pretty much daily. I get up in the morning and I usually will check Woot and I'll do it on the on the Fire cuz I can lay in bed and and don't right. have to to deal with it. So now if you want to I I think I've mentioned this before but it's worth repeating again. If you want to say, okay, that's a lot of options. How do I go and try them all out without going to five different places all day? And then, you know, I'm tired by the end of it. There are several libraries, many, many libraries, especially in larger areas. Uh, and I'm saying larger areas like Fort Smith does this. So it doesn't have to be huge. Right. But there are larger – there are libraries like central libraries that have e-reader programs where they 
pay a subscription fee and they get a ton of e-reader content or mm-hmm. music or movies that you can then with your library card download for free on various devices. Right. So that means yes, you have a lot of access to free content, but it also means that most of those libraries also have versions of the iPad, the Kindle, the mm-hmm. Nexus, the whatever at the library that you can though then go get hands-on time with and see, okay, this is what it is. This is how you use it. This is what you can do with it. Right. And then you can be like, okay, this is what I want. Or this is what my, my, you know, my son may want. Just, so, just wipe it down first. Just wipe it down first. Yeah. <laughs> As with anything handled by lots and lots of grubby fingers. We've talked a lot about tablets. I want to talk actually a little bit about Windows 8 because that is, that is you know, in all caps, kind of a big deal. It really is. And the mantra has been for years and years and years and years and years, skip every other Windows release because it's yeah. going to be crap. I mean, it has been that it has been that mantra for more than a decade. Every other Windows release is crap by that. And, and then there's there's a certain pattern that you have to go by. By that pattern, Windows 7 was crap, which holds up, actually. I'm um, not 100% convinced on that because I've been using Windows 7, but we'll get to that. Well, like, crap, crap in that there's not – I mean there are varying degrees of crap. Yeah. It's not – I'm going to say this. The first computer I ever bought was in 2099 or 2000, and it came with Windows Millennium Edition, and everyone just goes, oh, Millennium Edition was not that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, having using, having had used it for, having used it for a long time, I think I probably, I probably logged about three years on Millennium. Years. Yeah. It's, it was not that bad. And it actually surprised me to find out later on that people thought Millennium Edition was so god awful. Yeah. It wasn't really that bad. It had, it actually had some things in it that I liked mm-hmm. that, Later versions of Windows didn't have like you could create your own uh, custom themes like desktop themes yep. and save them. That I thought was oh, yeah. really cool. And as a, as a kid, uh, when I was kind of deciding on what I wanted to do, one of the things that I was stuck on for a long time was I was going to do that. I was because people weren't really doing that and I was creating quite a few of them. So I was going to right. I would do that, and I was thinking, you know, I could sell it to like a large company, and I could brand it all with their so all of so they have that that sameness to all of their workstations. That's a marketing deal, which I still think it's not a terrible idea. It's a little niche, but it's not a terrible idea. Right. Um, that would definitely be a boutique service, but uh, but that was one of the ones that was considered really terrible. Um, XP obviously considered by many to be one of their, if not their best, um, operating systems, but, but moving down the line like that, windows seven was okay. I, I used windows seven for quite a while too. In fact, I think I may be currently using windows seven. I mean, hmm. I think I am using Windows 7 currently. If you're not sure, then that may be a good sign yeah. because it's not getting in your way enough that you're like, that's true. Yeah, that's seven? true. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think I think I am using 7, though. I may be on Vista. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. Um, but that being said, 7 is the one you're supposed to skip. Allegedly using that, that mantra, that means 8 is supposed to be really good. So is 8 well, really good? Here's the thing that you need to know about Windows 8. It is absolutely different than any other Windows that have come before. And I'm not saying that in a, you know, oh, it's the next big... No, I'm saying that in that it's literally different. Like, you're going to look at this thing, and you're going to go, 
holy crap, where the hell are my stuff? Mm. You know, there's a there there are people who are down crying Windows 8 and saying this is not a good decision for an operating system called Windows because it doesn't have Windows. You know, the kinds right. of things that you're used to, which are I've got five things open on my desktop. They're all lined up in my taskbar. I've got the windows on top of each other, so I know that I can bring one window on top of the rest, and then I can – from what I've read, that's not what you're getting with Windows No, 8. it looks a lot like – have you seen Minority Report? <laughs> yeah. It looks a little Minority Report-y. Well, it's because it's because they're building it specifically so that it is it is the same it's the same bedrock it's the same foundation it's the same system that their Windows tablet and their Windows phones mm-hmm. all of these touch devices work off of. So if you use a Surface, because I was just reading up on uh, editor for VGW, he he writes for Forbes and he was writing about you know going out and and um, trying the Surface at a pop up store and he and he was you know describing the different ways that you interact with it, the touching, the swiping. There's I think there's something called charms, which I read that and I was like no, <laughs> they didn't. They're basically like gestures. You swipe at a certain direction from on the screen and you uh you know pull certain things up like if you swipe in from the right side of the screen you'll bring mm-hmm. up the settings menu which you're basically like you know hitting alt f right? right but that's the way that windows 8 is built up so when you're looking at it with a pc you know keyboard and keyboard and mouse then I'll, you may be very unfamiliar with where's where's the stuff right there was a video that uh, – I can't remember the name of the, the blog did, but they went out with this and put it on the street and started asking people, you know, this is Windows 8. What do you think? And people are looking at it going, holy crap. Wow, that's different. Oh, that's interesting. I mean it's colorful. It looks cool. And he said, OK, try to turn the computer off. Five minutes later, they're still hunting for oh, – how do you turn this thing off? <laughs> you know, which can be – which can be solved with simple tutorials at the beginning of the thing, right. but that's or, but that's hey, the important you know, thing to people. Let's, let's go. Let's go old school. If you want to really solve it for everybody, go old school. Give yourself a manual, like a, like a legit not not the paper that everyone throws away, but a legitimate manual that's like I'm thinking something like that we used to get with NES games, a little booklet yep. that tells you what everything is and how to do it. That tells you the main differences between this and Windows and right. Windows Seven, right? Or every other Windows that have come before. You know, um, the thing with it is, because it's built for that integration, Microsoft has also been pushing not only you know tablet, phone, computer. They've also been pushing the integration with the Xbox, not only you know through Xbox marketing, but also through email marketing, through TV ads. There's a lot of different things right now where they're, you're starting to see all of these devices in the same commercials because they're also going to start pushing their smart glass app soon, mm-hmm. which I've been, I was watching demo videos on it, and I actually admit I'm probably going to get it for my iPad and iPhone because it's an I think it's a, they're making an app that you can download if you don't have a Microsoft's dependent device. Mm-hmm. But smart glass will – like last night we were watching um, Halo 4. Uh, Forward Unto Dawn, the web series that they've got. And Macy was like, who the heck is that guy? I think I've seen him on Battlestar Galactica. And she started looking up on her iPad who the guy was. And then I had, you know, she had to get up and go uh, in the kitchen and do some stuff. Now, if I weren't home and she were just watching this by herself, what Smart Glass would do is 
if she's watching it on the Xbox and she has Smart Glass open, Smart Glass will tell her these are the people who are in the scene. Here are their headshots. Here's a bit of their bio. Here are other things that you've seen them in. Here's some other information about the people that are in this scene. This Roman, that uh, Corbulus, that's the um, that's the guy that they've named the Academy after. Here's what he's done. Here's a little bit of Halo Expanded Universe information, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then let's say, okay, I need to go into the kitchen or I need to go upstairs for something. Then you can touch Smart Glass, and it has a thing that says play here. You hit that, and instantly – it's on – well, I say instantly. It's going to take loading because you can't do it instantly. It's just not possible. Right. After a little bit of loading, there will – you know, it'll be on your surface. It'll have stopped on your on your Xbox. It'll be on whatever your tablet is that you're using, and it'll be playing from the point that you you know hit play here on. Mm-hmm. Then you go get done doing whatever you're doing. You walk back in. You sit down. You hit play on Xbox, and it throws it on the Xbox. When I when I started, you know, I, I first was reading about oh these are all the things it did, and people started making fun of it. You know, you had to go back to South Park. You had the South Park presentation where they were talking about at, I think at E3 about the uh, about the South Park uh, role playing game, mm-hmm. The Stick of Truth, mm-hmm. and they got out and they said, so we want you to watch South Park while you're in the bathroom, and then if you have to sit inside your refrigerator while you're controlling your oven, you know, they were making fun of the whole presentation, which a lot of people did. But then I stopped, you know, last night, and I was thinking as we were sitting down and watching television how we watch it and the things that we do and, and, you know, how we use the different devices, and I was like, you know, this would actually be kind of useful. Yeah. And with that integration with the Smart Glass app, I can see how having – a Windows device besides the Xbox or the PC, you know, having an operating system that works across all of those different platforms, you start to get something close to what Apple already has. Like I mentioned with Macy, getting the iMac and the iPhone right. and the iPad. So if people are saying, you know, why would they do this? That's the why they're doing this. It's kind of obvious. They want it. They want to integrate everything, and they want you to eventually decide it'll just be easier if I integrate everything. Instead right. of buying the new iPad Mini, I'm going to buy the Surface. Instead of buying, you know, the Windows. Instead of buying the iPhone, whatever's, I'm going to buy. I'm going to try a Windows Phone because it fits so well with all this other stuff I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the beginning stages of that. They're Very just getting out so. the gate. Yeah, I mean, but you're seeing that with Apple. You mentioned a little bit earlier iTunes. If your entire music collection is on iTunes, yeah, and you're and you're somebody who really likes to have a portable music player, then having access to iTunes is required. It 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 not you're essentially you have become someone who will never own anything but an 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 Apple device for music. Well, at at the same time. I have iTunes on my PC, which is how I organize and deal with it. Right, and you can but... get iTunes on other things, but they're not as integrated and they're not as seamless. Right, but if you're talking about like a personal multimedia device like an iPod or the chances of you finding something that is portable like that is – you know, you can carry it around. It has the functionality that's, that's built into with iTunes is – Mm-hmm. is very very slim sure mm-hmm. your your desktop computer at home you can use itunes through constantly yep but if you're talking about if you're so integrated with itunes and you want to buy a new song and you're looking to buy a new 
and, and you're also at the same time looking to buy a new device, you're going to get an iPod over a, I'll say Zune, Zune. Even, though <laughs> even though they don't make Zunes anymore. Um, well, actually, and, and this week Microsoft actually announced, I'm pretty sure it was the beginning of this week, Microsoft announced that they're doing my, uh, Xbox Music now, which is the Xbox Music Player is going to be a combination of the different players that are out already, including, mm-hmm. you know, iTunes with its library. Spotify with its streaming and I think Pandora with its, you know, access to um, to just, you know, random radio stuff. Right. So they're looking for that, too. But a lot of people are very entrenched. And depending on, you know, how easy it is to to use one versus the other, you know, it's going to be an all out war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And and it's, there's always been sort of that Mac versus PC war. I was actually just going to say that it's, there's always been this Mac versus PC war. Yeah. I think this is going to be even, this is going to take it up even more because Microsoft is just now starting to dig their trenches. Yep. And they're, they're wanting to throw people into them and they want you to buy a surface because you're going to spend your $600 on surface and then you're going to say, well, I need to get a new phone in a year or two. I- I'm using – for instance, take me for example. I'm kind of interested in the Surface to a point where I might even look at them and start thinking about the feasibility of getting one, right? Right. Well, I have a phone that I'm going to be I'm going to be swapping out in about a year. It's a BlackBerry. Uh, I really like my BlackBerry. Uh, I liked my Palm beforehand. I would also like to mention that a lot of the things you described – that Windows 8 does, Palm was doing uh, five years ago. Way back when. Yeah, yeah Palm was – Palm, I believe, is the Sega of the uh, <laughs> of the uh, handheld uh, cellular phone world. And that they were doing things the, – still, for my money, the uh, Palm Pre OS, their web OS uh, system, is the best I've ever used. It is the most intuitive fastest easiest to use even my blackberry that's 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 the newest uh the newest available blackberry uh it still can't hold a candle to the palm pre and it really pisses me off that they don't make them anymore um but blackberry is going to stop making consumer phones as well so i'm going to be i'm that rare person who's in the market for a new phone that i do not have any i have no allegiance to a developer because my developers continue to die so what what am i going to do if i have a microsoft surface i can tell you i'm going to look very 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 strongly into getting a windows phone because of the things they can do together yep so it's you know i i think the one thing that windows needs to do is figure out a way to get in with with iphone and android and make sure that everyone makes apps for those individuals is making apps for windows phones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how well this works out. It's, it's, this is for the first time. It seems like windows, at least to me, it seems like windows is on top and, or is starting to climb up and Apple is vulnerable. So, but yeah, Microsoft surface for, with the keyboard is $600. Yep. Which is a chunk. It, uh, admittedly, it is a chunk at this stage, and we were just talking about a three hundred thirty dollar mm-hmm. iPad Mini being a bit up there. But right. Surface is also big. Surface oh. is huge. Surface is the yeah. size of a laptop. I mean, your iPad Mini is the size is. I mean, it's it's smaller than an iPad. It's smaller than a Kindle. So, 
Mm-hmm. That's why it's that's why it's so much. I mean, I don't. I will watch uh, movies and TV shows and things on my Kindle. I will not do so on my phone because it's fucking pointless. Mm-hmm. I own a. I mean, I don't even have a huge TV, but I would rather. You know, it's that that burden of having your TV where you can't move it around, you can't take it everywhere. I will. I I don't watch movies or TVs on my phone. It's just it's pointless. That yeah. is something you should need a dedicated, slightly larger device for. Which is, right. and the Kindle is about as small as I will go, primarily because I can put it really close to my face. Uh, but a Surface, it's big enough that you could set it on your coffee table, prop it up with the uh, with the little stand that comes out, and it's like looking at the <laughs> face of God. But you don't care. Uh, it's Which like, someone commented, someone commented that the commercial that they put out, the recent commercial, was actually better than Apple's commercials because both of them used sound. You mm-hmm. know, the Apple commercial for the iPad Mini showed uh, two people playing Heart and Soul on keyboards. Yeah. You know, piano keys on both. You know, the iPad and the iPad Mini, mm-hmm. which is you know, there's a whole um, parent-child sitting next to each other on the keyboard. You know, that emotion gets evoked. Right. With the Surface. What they had instead was the sound of this keyboard locking into place and of the kickstand going out mm-hmm. was actually played very similar to the sound of a seatbelt being buckled, which implies security. Mm-hmm. You know, you hear that sound and it makes you feel this is secure. I'm, you know, it's not flimsy. It's, it's none of the things that people thought it was going to be. Right. That's the kind of of sensation that they wanting people to feel whenever they see the commercial. Right. So, you know, we talk about the kicks, you know, kickstand going out in the face of God. There's a reason why they're pushing that thing so hard. Yeah. It was. It seemed like, and it's still. It seemed. I'm. I'm. I'm not a Windows fanboy in the least. It seemed at the time to be extremely silly, and it was extremely silly, and it still is extremely silly. <laughs> um, but and you go back and watch it; it's still just as funny because it's still just as ridiculous. Um, but at the same time, it seems like they have they've come up with a, a much better product than than at the very least than I thought they would. So not being a laptop person or not having a laptop, you know, not having a – so I, I'm a very much dedicated PC kind of guy. Um, the Surface has me somewhat interested. Yep. So I'm interested. And we went this whole podcast without talking about Arrow. We did. Did you see the latest uh, episode of Arrow? I did. Um, what did you think? <laughs> I'm a little – um, crazy jungle grass that heals everything is kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> also, That's how about the funny. guy that continually talks to him in Chinese, despite the fact that he doesn't speak Chinese? Yeah, and the, and he has no idea what the hell he's saying. Right, but there's su- it's subtitling in it for us. Right. But why is it? What? I, I, there's no. <laughs> wait, where am I? She won't like that. I don't. I don't. What? I don't speak. What? I don't speak Japanese. Uh, to quote the great. Christmas. And then he shoots him again, which would he be funny. Which again. would be funny. Uh, but I mean, why did you shoot me? To save me? What? Couldn't you have just like tracked him down? I mean, yeah. At this point, we have seen him post island yeah. speak Russian. Yeah, Russian. Which actually, that whole Russian mob thing. I mean, it. 
I, I like the way that they're doing that. He oh. came off the island and he has these crazy tattoos. He has these horrible scars. He has these thing, these abilities that we have no idea where he got them from. And they are slowly revealing little bits of information about them. I'm, some of it is where it came from, I'm, but some of it is also uh, when he pulled the shirt aside and said, I'm, I can't remember. It was like, I'm vodka. you know, whatever the, the captain right, is or right. whatever the name of the Russian mafia is like, holy, sh- how did he wait? Right. Hold on. So, they're going to have to go back and explain that. That's going to require some explaining. I, I'm not right, saying, but at the same time, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm seeing it as, okay, that's an interesting thing that's going to come up later, oh. which is good. I, I will say this. It's good investment to get people to keep watching yes. because it's, it's a question of, it's, it's obviously, okay, this is going to be revealed later. And then you're like, how in the world? So you're going to stick around and wait to see <laughs> you didn't have, you didn't have horrible, crappy um, hand-to-hand combat this week. You had no combat this week. I mean, other than arrows and guns. Other than arrows and guns, right, which was which was kind of lame. I thought that – and what was interesting is as you were watching it at the beginning, uh, there's a part There's a part where he, he's going and there's an arrow and then a guy gets shot while he's there. And the police are sort of blaming it on arrow or on the hood as they call him. Right. Which I think is racist. Um, they're blaming it on – they're blaming it on this, this, this masked vigilante, the hood – Right. And of course, as we expected to happen, um, uh, crap, what's his name? Um, Corporal Dresden. Yes, Captain, Captain Dresden. Dresden. Captain Dresden, Dresden uh, doesn't buy it. Oh, he uses an arrow. He doesn't use a gun, um, which we just completely kind of... accepted about. But here's here's what I found interesting. Near the beginning of the episode, he's walking around in like the shitty part of town with, you know, just wearing, you know, just a, a hat. Yep. Um, and he goes to, he like goes, he stops and he like scales this wall all kind of parkour style, almost Spider-Man esque. And yep. they, they put so much into this. I was like, you know what? I bet there's not going to be any fight scenes in this, in this episode. That's why they went so fucking crazy in doing yep. in shooting this all exciting. So it can maybe stand in for a fight scene and lo and behold, not a fight scene to be seen. There you go. So it's uh, I'm I'm glad they finally let the bodyguard in on I'm glad they're finally letting the bodyguard in on the secret. Uh, yep. I thought it was really awkward at the end where he was there without his hood and the bodyguard sees him and recognizes him and I can't remember what he says but it was really awkward. It was like, "Hi." It was just something really stupid. Like I yeah. felt that that needed some like I felt that that needed a line like, "Well, I guess I've got some explaining to do." Or, "Now you know." Da 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 da. You know, but it, it is not improving. <laughs> Day, week three, the situation on the island continues not to improve. Uh, yeah, <laughs> climbing the thing and with the with the Russian mob and yeah, the sister and I don't know. I'm still I'm still gonna watch it. I'm still yeah, exactly. gonna watch it. Exactly. Uh, I'm I mean, not, some of the sh- but I'm watching it. Also, I will say this: no stupid trick arrows. Of nope, course, he, there none. Was no, but there was no unless action. You, unless you count, you, you you had no stupid trick arrows, but Deadshot kind of made up for it. Yeah, Deadshot the, was ridiculous. With the ridiculously large monocle that you never really had any exact <laughs> explanation of how does this help him. And the most uh, inaccurate little arm arm miniguns ever. Yeah, really. And he's like, it's Deadshot. He never misses. And he's literally firing. Except like, for those 3,000 rounds that he just wasted into the wall. Right. 
Yeah, really. <laughs> he was not a very good bad guy. Um, because he he's dead. He's we all know who it is. It's 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 um what is it? Bullseye. It's it's, it's those. A, it's supposed to be a yeah. It's those hyper accuracy. Accurate. Right, it's, it's those yeah. guys. Uh, first of all, Mr. T- uh, uh, I'm remembering stuff that I hated about this episode. Um, <laughs> the assassin, when he, he's, in the, he's in the building and he's going to assassinate somebody, he uses a laser sight? What? What? Yeah. He, what? The, he knows have, there's police there. You had to have some kind of telegraphing so that um, he, so that Captain Dresden could show. A laser sight? Yeah. Come on. First of all, a laser sight passing through a glass, passing through a window doesn't work that way. Second of all, a laser sight? It's filled with police. As soon as the laser sight clipped on, I literally ricocheted my head off my, off my coffee table. Yep. A laser sight? Really? Now, I'm just, I'm just now reading up on Deadshot. Uh, he was actually originally, uh, I think a Gotham City, start off as kind of a crime fighter, but then he goes, uh opposed to batman the wrist mounted guns are a thing so it's kind of a if you have dead shot you got to have the wrist mounted guns uh but they're apparently silenced <laughs> those so, weren't those weren't <laughs> at all nor were they and yeah he's got the he's got the big funky looking um monocle monocle and he's, see, and, he, and he's dead that's the thing is is he's yep. dead Yep, and he's 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 obviously dead too. This time, there's no oh he wound up in the hospital with that. Nope, nope, he's dead. Nope, he's dead. They don't Which, give him but, any. They don't take the time. They're using all these, and I'm I'm actually surprised to learn that this is an is an actual supervillain from DC. I figured it was just somebody that they had made up, nope. but they don't give him. Oh, they don't give him life at all. They don't explain to him. They don't take the time to he's explain a throwaway. him. He's exactly. He's just a throw. He's a he's a villain of the week. He yep. is as he is as explained as one of Rita Repulsa's monsters from the original uh, Power Rangers. Why yes. is the pig huge and wearing a Spartan helmet and eating everything? Eh, because shut up. Because shut up. Exactly. They're using these characters that apparently have very rich. Fuck, Bob Kane created Deadshot. <laughs> now you're realizing you're like, Bob wait, wait. Bob Kane created Deadshot. He, he's he's in the he's in the Hall of Fame. Yep. Bob Kane created Deadshot. Yep. Bob Kane created Batman. <laughs> the fact what that this is driving. Fuck? This is driving you this nuts is is actually kind of amusing. If anything, I'm I'm continue, I will continue to watch Arrow for your reactions. I'm going to continue to watch Arrow for my reaction, but it just it blew it blows me now to learn that Bob Kane created Deadshot. That that drives me crazy. Regular, yep. Dead first, I'm on the Wikipedia page within the DC universe. Deadshot is often a hired assassin, regularly boasting to never miss. Really really never miss now i would like to if this were a, if this were a vlog or a video podcast uh, a vodcast i would um i would like to then cut to the scene in the office building where he's just taking random shots at people just he's shooting women like in the leg the back yeah just just randomly taking shots at people no, because it was never it was never explained then at that point it's like is he after one specific buyer is he after all the buyers you know what's the whole uh, who hired him why they they arrested 
one of the buyers who you saw for about a half a second of screen time before the cops let him away, and then they never followed up. No, and and here's and to go even a step back to s- just show how deep the ludicrousness goes. One of the by the, the whole the central story is one of the buyers hires this assassin to kill off the competition because he wants to buy this company. That's, that's being as far as we know. Off. As yeah. far as well. That That's as far be, as they ever take the take the time exactly. to explain. But so, there are questions. So, but right, they're going to have this auction, right? Now, let's say he was out there to kill some. Once the first shot goes off and someone gets assassinated, don't you think they're going to put the auction on hold? Wouldn't you then think that maybe the auction would happen sometime later? It's. I had the same problem with um with uh, Dark Knight Rises. Where they have the thing where they where they attack the uh, where they attack Wall Street, and then they drive then they they drive off, and all of a sudden that makes Bruce Wayne go 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 become poor, lose all of his money. They would they would likely they would likely take all trades that were made that day, and they would all be suspect. Like right. that never work in the real world. Right. Not only would this never work in the real world, it's just patently ludicrous. And the fact that you have Deadshot, who never misses, he actually says he never misses, and he's the worst assassin ever. Yep. I'm just, uh, I'm just blown away. But yeah, Deadshot is dead. So, shot. With that, we're out of time. Yep. <laughs> next week we will likely talk about arrow again because i am also having a lot of fun uh with this terrible <laughs> show uh as always our music is opera featuring asset check them out on uhort.no check us out on twitter we are at gir podcast you can shoot us an email gir podcast at gmail.com also we've talked a lot about apple if you have your uh your ipad mini Use your iPad Mini to subscribe to us on iTunes, which you is a thing you can do. Uh, there's a link in the podcast page. Thanks for listening. You know what he needed? He needed a kickstand. Kickstand would have fixed everything. Mm-hmm.